Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with the leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How are you doing today, my love? I'm pretty well. How are you? I can't complain. So what's on the docket for today? Do drugs inspire creativity? Do drugs inspire creativity? I say yes and no. Okay. I think I agree with you. Yes and no. So I guess to start things off, I do believe you can be creative without substances. Mm -hmm. It's all like our superpower as creatives to have this ability that, you know, not many people have. Mm. But I do feel that substances can either hinder that or enhance it, Mm -hmm. depending on what that drug is. Depending on the substance. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I believe that... uh Absolutely depends on the substance. Maybe a hallucinogenic substance could maybe help you with your creativity. Anything like cocaine or heroin or anything of that line will uh, definitely make you on a decline. Mm. According to Neurological Times, the process of creating music, art, or literature could be so cognitively demanding that artists may seek to disassociate from reality as a way to release stress, Mm. not as a tool for their art. So what they're saying is that artists primarily use substances not to enhance their creativity, but to shut out or to silence other things Mm. that are going on so that they can focus on their creation. Interesting, interesting. How do you feel about that? And what are your experiences as an artist with substances? Personally, uh, I only use substances when I was uh, after like taking pictures. To me, it's like a business. I don't go to work high or whatever. And um, after I would have a nice portrait session or I would, you know, set the mood at home. (laughs) I might have a, a, a beer or a little uh, little weed here and there, mm-hmm. maybe match it with some nice music as I'm editing. And um, it's basically to set the mood, help me to uh, relax. Do you feel like you saw the colors differently? Like were the colors brighter in that state? Or could you see things that you probably wouldn't see in your normal state? I believe that it helped me to slow down and really think mm-hmm. about what I was doing instead of just rushing to get it over with, mm. if that makes sense. It wasn't really something to enhance my creativity. It was just something to help me relax, sit back, and and, and, and think about what I'm doing before I do it. So let's think about musicians, artists mm. uh, that are living or dead that use substances. Do you feel like their career ended up being destroyed because of substances or do you feel like they were able to use that to kind of tap into something? It depends on the artist. It depends on the substance that they uh, used. 
um, and depends on the the situation and I guess the pressures of being an artist or what type mm. of artist. Now, Jimi Hendrix, of course, he overdosed on heroin, mm-hmm. but when he was using LSD and acid to create music that changed the whole landscape of rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, um, I could see it as a positive, but at the same time, I could see it, see it as a negative because he overdosed on heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Santana, uh, Woodstock, nineteen late nineteen sixties, early nineteen seventies. He became Carlos Santana when he took acid. I mean, he was already Carlos Santana, but he wasn't like a worldwide, world-renowned household name until after that moment. Uh, I think a quote that he said: "He took acid." His guitar felt like a snake that was trying to get away from him, mm-hmm. and he was just trying to hold it and 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 hold the tune and keep playing. <laughs> like it was, it's real deep. Yeah. Sometimes rappers need a little weed or something to sit down, focus, and, and write rhymes. You know. Mm-hmm. But it, it depends on the person and depends on the situation and the drug that they're using. What I find interesting though is depending on the category of art. Yeah. There's a different type of substance that's being used. Yeah. So f- for musicians, it's usually either things like uh, cocaine, mm-hmm. um, you know, psychedelic drugs, whether it's shrooms or marijuana. Right. Yeah. And visual artists, I'm sure, is probably marijuana. But it's like almost like different categories for different things. Mm-hmm. But I find like to an extent, are these substances like a substitute? For having your own high, mm. you know, within yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. is there a, is there another way that you can get high off of life and, to you know, in order to, to be creative? I mean, the only mm. other way I can think of is maybe meditation. Mm. You know, uh, yoga and working out, working your body out. You remember when we, when we used to go to the gym heavy, mm-hmm. get back to the crib, maybe hit a little joint, mm-hmm. and just lay there. And that type of euphoria that we used to get, mm-hmm. it was hard for me to meditate and get that same type of re- euphoria without smoking weed. So I don't know. Um, but it's people like monks and, and people exactly. in India who train their mind and body whether it be martial arts or yoga and meditation to reach that euphoria. I don't know if it's the same feeling, but whatever they reach is, 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 is definitely achievable. Achievable. Cause I, I think like the substances that are being used as what you're explaining with your example of, you know, monks and people that have yeah. a spiritual um, connection easily that mm. way without using substance. Maybe it's easier to take a substance and get to that place. Like a back rather door. Than, right. Mm. Rather than, well, or a front door. Rather mm. than having to go through these avenues to know that I am capable of, you know, being whole and figuring out how to silence everything so I can focus on my creativity naturally. Mm. Without using, you know, other natural substances <laughs> to enhance that. But it's weird because... In history, humans have been using 
drugs for to tap into something. Well, that's true. For as long as we've been conscious, you know, whether it be shaman, uh, ancient like priests and priestesses, mm-hmm. you know, um, witch doctors, those type of people sometimes would take these hallucinogens to see a reality outside of what we see now sober so then when did those drugs become something that ended up being negative (laughs) when the government said it was right because weed wasn't weed wasn't illegal until like after the well before the 1920s right but you also have to we also have to understand that like too much of anything is bad Mm mm-hmm I think that sometimes, you know, as artists, we may get carried away with mm. that thing we felt like would enhance the creativity mm. and it end up being a crutch for something that we didn't really need a crutch for. You know what I mean? Like sometimes mm. like that one psychedelic experience or that one use of this thing that I feel like will help my creativity mm. may be something that's destroying me, mm. you know, like... Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. James Brown. Yeah. Who else? The list goes on. I mean, Kurt Cobain. I think there's a strong difference between... Prince, my God. Michael there's Jackson. A, there's a strong difference between natural, homegrown, comes from the earth type hallucinogens and drugs, and created in the lab type drugs. Because hmm. the ones that are created are usually the ones that kills people like heroin, crack, prescription drugs, mm-hmm. take too many Tylenols. You might croak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I can understand it from both sides of the fence, but at the same time, it could be a gift and it could be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's my thoughts on it. It could be good. It could be bad, but it's the balance. Yeah. You got, Certain drugs uh, in South America called uh, it's this drug called ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hallucinogen. Um, it comes from tree bark or something from a special tree down down there, and it's used for spiritual purposes. Right? It's used for, for spiritual, spiritual purposes. Um, studies shown that ayahuasca and shrooms help people get over a certain type of addictions Mm -hmm. maybe cigarettes or alcoholism and certain drugs might help maybe a certain person make amends with a ancestor or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, it gets deep i'm it does get deep and there is a whole controversy surrounding drugs because you know coming from my background drugs or drug, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter whether it's tobacco, whether it's marijuana. All mm. this stuff is a drug, yeah. and it potentially does not do the best for you. It mm-hmm. does the worst. But now we have certain things where you know marijuana is something that's quote unquote legal. Mm. We have shrooms that's going to probably be passed, and people can legally consume and use it. So there's also a question surrounding what is a drug, and you know why is it illegal. Mm. In, in certain eras and certain times, and why is it now being legalized? You know, like, there, mm. it's like, what is actually bad for you? And what, 
there's a confusion surrounding that. Yeah. But I do believe, you know, anything that people do or choose to do, if it's too much of it, it can potentially destroy or kill you. Let me ask you this. Do you think most artists have addictive personalities? Yes. Hmm. I would say if I didn't have the upbringing that I would have had as an artist, I think I would have probably experienced more than I actually have. Mm-hmm. I think that I would not have known how to limit myself because as artists if you think about it artists have no limits mm-hmm. you know like if just if you think about it artists are the freest type of people in the world mm-hmm. we're also the most open-minded we're also the most creative but i think that also comes with the baggage of knowing that you know you consume and you are more empathetic and mm-hmm. more you <sighs> feel a little deeper than yeah so it's kind of like citizen. You know, like there's not really much structure to us Mm. um, besides, you know, how we were brought up or how we were taught to be within society. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, we are the freest people. I would have (laughs) been all over the place. I think that um, not because I'm lost, but I think that it's just the more access that you have to things. And knowing that it can take you to a certain place. Yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. And I think a lot of it involves being self-aware and self-conscious and Mm -hmm. knowing what's good and what's bad for you. Um, I mean, I've dabbled in a few things. Mm -hmm. Nothing more dramatic than... You know, we we don't it, have to share what you I do. I mean, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. We're going to let but the people know. But some people have jobs here, so. Hey, man. I mean, I've dabbled. Uh-huh. And I've understood what was okay for me and what, what yeah. wasn't okay, depending yeah. on how I felt during that situation. Mm-hmm. So, knowing what you've experienced, do you feel that? Yes. Are you more around the lines of drugs being something that supports creativity? I look at a Jimi Hendrix Mm -hmm. the same way I look at a a shaman. Mm -hmm. You know, certain people are, once they do those certain type of substances, are open and can view the world totally different than the average person this is this is true you know what i mean like purple haze the star spangled banner you love you love the star spangled banner i love it it's one of my it's one of the most incredible things i've ever heard in my life he played certain notes certain riffs that were never even thought of before he got on the stage you know what i mean like so we can talk about jimmy but how about if we put whitney houston in the category mm, and that experience of how Drugs completely just shattered. Yeah. An amazing, unique voice. Yeah. We can compare the two, and you can obviously see that someone like Whitney Houston, under the influence, performed far worse than someone like Jimi Hendrix, Mm. where he was using an instrument, you know? Yeah, yeah. But her instrument was her voice. Same for Amy Winehouse. Like, that stuff does not sound really good. Mm-hmm. When they're under the influence, like it it's doesn't. a completely different experience. So it's like, 
it's a touchy subject because it's like, you know, for some people it could produce amazing work. James Brown is another person. But mm-hmm. for others, it's like, what the heck is going on? I, I was uh, reading this article. I forget this artist's name. But he he did self-portraits of himself. Mm-hmm. And... Each, I think I've seen that. Yeah, each self-portrait was him. Something under the influence. Under a different drug. Mm-hmm. Like, one was on cocaine, mm-hmm. one was on marijuana, one was on ecstasy, one was on... I saw that, yeah. ...heroin. And each portrait looked different from the last. Yeah. And depending on the drug, it could look like a happy portrait or it could be a, a nasty, grotesque a scary portrait. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Depending on the substance. So if you're doing a crazy substance like heroin or, you know, like Colombian Bam Bam cocaine, of course it's going to be crazy, you know. But when he was doing things like marijuana or shrooms, it looked more mind-opening, mm-hmm. you know. I think certain drugs open your mind. Yeah. And certain drugs keep you constricted under it, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I do still stand by creativity being something that comes from within. Mm. And like you said, perhaps depending on whatever substance the person chooses, there's a certain outcome for what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of the incredible musicians that I know, do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the the performance and the production and everything that's going on is completely amazing. But mm-hmm. sometimes it just doesn't look that way. Back when I ran in circles with uh, DMV rappers, I mm-hmm. uh, knew this guy who, I guess he was self-conscious and afraid of, you know, It'd be like four or five different people in the studio, and he would be afraid to rap on the microphone. But as soon mm-hmm. as he hit the J, hit hit some weed, he was okay. He was ready to go. It sounded like some straight fire, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's my question surrounding what is a drug, because now is marijuana considered a drug or a medicine? It depends on what the government says now. Because before the 1920s, marijuana was like cigarettes. You know what I mean? The only reason why they stopped marijuana because it was making money. I think, I forget what the story was, but this guy wanted to make paper out of trees instead of using hemp. And he was in competition with this other guy who was using hemp. So he promoted propaganda in the paper saying marijuana would make black men want white women and wow that's bizarre <laughs> and dance jazz and, sh- and stuff like that that's bizarre yeah it's bizarre <laughs> i think like we were talking about in a previous episode about money and how that just enhances you as a person mm. i think the same can be said about drugs mm. if already you have a certain personality that's going to be an enhanced even more mm-hmm. on that on that substance or it can reveal things that not necessarily you had 
externalized or said to anyone, but it's coming out through that thing. Mm. So if you have any troubles, if you have any worries, if you have certain things that are within you, perhaps those things would come out and show under that influence. It's like they said, uh, alcohol makes you tell no lies. Yeah, so mm. maybe that drug is showing all of the things I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about, you know, I don't really know to say, but my theory is that perhaps that drug is allowing you to either be free mm. of those worries that you have and kind of putting a layer of comfort so that you can tap into whatever you're creating. Yeah. Or it can do do the opposite, like Whitney, like, someone that was so reserved when she came out and it was just about the music. Whereas the moment that that drug was taken, it's like, what is going, you know, what is going on and who, Mm. you know, who is this Whitney? Like, this is the real one or, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I could definitely agree with you, but I, at the end of the day, I just say it depends on the substance, Hmm. you know, Uh, a lot of Greek philosophers, Used to get high before they sat down and <laughs> and talk philosophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it, it's really interesting to me because I just I know that as a lot of artists do drugs. Period. Mm. A lot of artists do drugs, and it's like, what? Why? Are you are you saying that it helps the creative process? I just feel like it shuts out everything else so that you can focus on the creative process. For those yeah. who do it. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it helps you to look at whatever you're doing differently. Rather, if you were sober. I don't know. Maybe it, it slows down the, the, the monkey brain. The noise of everything else. The noise, you mm-hmm. know. I'm not saying it enhances the situation but maybe it just it it just slows down so you can think about it you think james baldwin did drugs hell yeah I zora think, neil hurston i think a lot of our political leaders <laughs> did a little marijuana a little car- cannabis here and there especially james baldwin Read some. I know you read some of his books. I did. He had to sit down and think deeply. I'm not saying he couldn't without marijuana, but I mean, and there then, was. I mean, there was a certain era of the Renaissance, the Black right, Renaissance of, movies of Black excellence in the area of drugs. So I'm wondering, like poetry and weed. Marijuana was a lot different than it is today. Like they chemically make that stuff now. They were smoking stuff that grew from the ground. <laughs> you just pick up my plant real you know what quick I mean? they next just, to my they flowers. Just stuff that grew out of pots, you know, yeah. with, no, with no type of chemicals and, and all the craziness that they put in today. I remember in high school, man, Bud was a lot different. Hmm. Bud was a lot different. So let me ask you, though, the work that you're producing now hmm. compared to when you were under the influence. Hmm. What is the difference between your creative processes? Are you producing better work now as opposed to then, or is it the same? I think it's different because I've progressed a lot since that, but 
you and I know um, that I haven't, you know, smoked marijuana since Junior was born. Right. But that's why I'm asking you the question. Do you see a difference in the type of work that you produce? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I've been researching a lot more and using some of the techniques that I've learned and, and watched on, on online and, and read within my work. But it's hard to say because I don't do it. I don't smoke anymore. Smoking. Well, did you research when you're under the influence? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I think on both as like both types of the, your creative processes mm. were good, mm. but there's something where your work has progressed mm. significantly. Thank you. And I'm not sure if that was because you're not under the influence or if it's because you're doing more research, but are you doing more research because you are not under the influence or it doesn't matter? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know either, I but know. I mean like, you know, I'm just trying to do some scientific. <laughs> mm, I see where you, where you're going. Processes on this because I, 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 I just genuinely want to know if there's a difference between your creative process. And like I was saying in the beginning, why I feel like we already naturally as artists have that ability to tap into our creativity without mm. substance. This is what I'm talking about where it doesn't matter what you're on. Like it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, with or without it because already you are naturally gifted as an mm. artist, mm. but it may be that thing just allows you to silence yourself to focus or maybe have more hours to edit. But Maybe you were already great without it. Maybe Jimi Hendrix could play that guitar without, you know, like. But, I can see that. I so can see that. maybe he was feeling it a little bit more. Maybe Bob Marley was feeling the music a little bit more because he was in that Bob in that mindset. Marley. Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Bob Marley and uh, marijuana? Well, let me finish my point. Oh my bad. Go maybe ahead. <laughs> he was in that particular mindset. There's something that you're feeling that's freeing when mm. you're under that influence. Whereas maybe that you're not, it's not there because you're worried about everything else. Mm. Like, I think maybe the drugs allow you to be self-centered and self-expressive rather than confined within whatever other woes you have or troubles or whatever you're thinking about. But Bob Marley, Mm. um, don't know. (laughs) I'm saying I don't know because now, like, I don't know. So what's your definition of a drug? Anything that puts you under any influence? But that's why I'm saying I don't know, because now I don't know what a drug is. Mm. Is Marijuana now is considered medicine, yeah. right? So we can't put it under that category. Hmm. Whereas though now it seems like tobacco is being trying to be reversed into being a drug mm. or being something that is toxic to humans because of chemicals or because of the fact that it doesn't grow from the ground yeah and then it's been made or does it grow from the ground tobacco does grow from the tobacco ground, grows but from the ground but they put all types of additives right. and poisons in it so there's also questions surrounding what you know what what is a drug what is a drug is tylenol a drug it is a drug, <laughs> but it's medicine. But it's medicine. 
what it's happens? It's a pharmaceutical you, drug. What what happens if you take too too much Tylenol? Too many Tylenols. Same thing you do. If what happens if you take too much alcohol? What happens if you take too much Nyquil? Same thing. Too much of anything is bad for you. Hmm. But I do. Okay, so can't deny though there are certain things certain drugs certain certain things that are not naturally within us yeah that can do certain things to our bodies if you eat too much what happens to your body you get overweight you get overweight if you smoke too much what could potentially happen to your lungs they get black right so it's like you gotta Things can mess you up. I was trying not to use swear words, but anything can be potentially bad for you. Yeah, I can agree. I can agree. I mean, things under moderation, you know, like I always say, keep that balance. But at the same time, I keep saying it depends on the drug, you know, because they say drugs is the umbrella and all these mm-hmm. different substances fall underneath these umbrellas. But there's different levels of it. Like, you don't get the same feeling from cocaine and 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 marijuana. Those are two different type of drugs. You don't get the same feeling from marijuana and, and heroin. Right. You don't get the same feeling, but there's that notion of you try it once, and what's going to happen? You'll keep trying it. You keep trying it. You keep trying it. Like, if you mm. don't have a level of self-control, that thing will end up being your crutch rather than something that's recreational or something that's... So oh, what's the what's your definition of recreational? Like, every once in a while? See, I shouldn't have used that word. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I don't really know what, you know, the limit is or whatever, but I have to really think because... In the day and age that we live now, it's very hard to judge, right? Mm -hmm. It's very hard to judge and assess what's wrong and what's right as far as, like, society's definition of it. But it's all about what we individually can accept and don't accept Mm -hmm. and what we're able to... What we're able to accept for ourselves. Mm. Um, So... Just don't overdo it is what you're saying. Just, yeah, just don't. I'm saying for whoever wants to do those things, do you, mm-hmm. but know your limit. Yeah. Some people don't know their limits and be like, you know, hey, you know, I, they don't even realize that they have a problem. Yeah, That's the type of person that I have. I know that if I start something, I'm not going to be able to stop. That's just my personality. Mm. So I choose not to do those things or limit the amount of things that I do if I do them. So if I'm going to eat a bag of chips, I know I'm going to eat that whole whole bag bag of of chips. chips. So it's like I know myself. So the things that I know are potentially going to kill me or be bad for me, I try to stay away from because I Mm. know my personality. Um, Whereas some people don't have that strength and feel like they can keep doing those things and don't even think about that. Mm -hmm. But for myself and what I choose for my journey, it's like certain things I know. So I'm just going to be like, all right, because it'll... It's just going to take it. I'm going to eat that whole bag of cookies. I'm going to eat the whole bag of shit. Like, I'm going to do it all. Mm-hmm. So I choose not to, like, engage in certain things because I know. I know myself. Yeah. I didn't realize how addicted to marijuana, 
how much I was addicted to marijuana until I stopped. Because mm-hmm. those first couple of weeks of just waking up in cold sweats, mm-hmm. that wasn't fun. <laughs> Wait, what made you stop? Just the thought of having a kid and, and just growing up, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I mean, I liked it. It was cool. Um, but I was doing it a little bit over over the top, you know? Mm-hmm. Smoking every day, maybe two or three jo- joints a day. Um, I would never smoke before I went to work, though. Mm-hmm. Um, never smoked before I worked out or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just when the day was wrapping up, I would go back to the crib and just light one up. When did you, did you feel like you had a problem when you stopped or, or when did you? I didn't know it was a problem until after I sobered up. Mm-hmm. And um, when we moved, when I moved into the, the apartment, mm-hmm. just noticing my all my clothes smell like straight trash. Right, and you know, it's strange. It's like I thought you knew that. I didn't know. I I couldn't even smell it on myself. So imagine how like people that actually have these problems with these substances like may not know, mm. or may not know when to stop, or may not know that they have a problem. Mm. Like it's just a thing that I do. When I create this thing, it's just a thing that I do when I, I don't know, want to live it up. Like, maybe they just Or even know. to feel numb. Right. You know? A lot of rappers, well, back in the day, rappers, I believe that all black people suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. Especially mm-hmm. if they're raised in the inner cities um, with high crime rates, L.A., D.C., New York, um, a lot of black people have saw some things that they rather not have in their memory banks. And sometimes people become conditioned to it. And sometimes people use certain substances to numb them from those memories or the pain Mm. of the past. That's also something interesting, the whole political aspect surrounding drugs, right? Mm. Where I feel like another reason why I never really chose to partake in certain things Mm. during a certain time was also the fact that it was used as a tool to like create negativity surrounding our community. Mm -hmm. Whereas in other communities that partake in those things and have, you know, those experiences can overcome it and then, you know, be this person that's successful in life. Whereas compared to somebody else in a different space or a different lifestyle can, cannot come above that, Mm -hmm. you know, like you just end up being this drug addict for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or rather than going to rehab, your option is jail. It's always something that's never been a positive narration or story of coming out of that issue because somebody's somebody on one end is using it as a party drug where someone mm. on the other end is using it to cope. Yeah. Because of the different realities, realities of their situations. Yeah. So someone can easily cut off of that because, yeah, you know, I grew out of that. Where somebody is like, you know, somebody just got shot. You know, mm. my circumstances is that I, I don't really have a good, you know, family dynamic. And this is the only way that I can survive. 
So I don't know. And, Am and I making sense? It makes sense, but it's weird at the same time because I know someone whose health is extremely bad. Mm-hmm. And the medication that the doctor prescribes only makes the situation with their health worse. Whether it's them losing a whole bunch of weight or gaining a whole bunch of weight or medication that makes Mm. you feel sick. But on the same token, this person smokes marijuana. Mm -hmm. And marijuana doesn't have the same side effects as those prescribed medications. Mm. The appetite is there. Um, The pain isn't as harsh. Or there's no underlying additional side effects that come with that. Exactly. Exactly. No fatigue. I mean, marijuana, yeah, you get fatigued, but there's no like crazy side effects where your fingernails and toes fall off and stuff like that. And that's where... I had a lack of education of that specific thing that we're talking about mm-hmm. because I always put it in the the category of like narcotics and yeah, yeah. like heroin and I thought it was just as bad. Yeah. Whereas now where it's it's now become something that is quote unquote legal or accepted in society. Now I'm having an, a different understanding of what what the natural benefits are of that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if I can put that in the category of drugs yeah. per se, but <clears throat> it's all about what we can, um, how we choose to consume that thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're going to consume it to like subside something within yourself, yeah, rather than using it for a medicinal purpose or using it to support your journey into fixing something that's wrong with your body mm-hmm. you know maybe i don't think you should ever use a substance to fix something within yourself hmm. i don't know it's not gonna sh- i don't think it'll shut it off it's not gonna shut it off but certain substances make you aware of certain things within yourself like shrooms Mm -hmm. whenever i tried that it made me more introspective than anything else i'm not sure why i'm not sure what happened but it helped me to look within myself and figure out what my problems was i don't know how it works i don't know how it works but History shows that people all across the world have been using hallucinogenics and things like marijuana and, you know, natural things that's not modified, that's not created in the lab Mm -hmm. to tap into something that you can't see in your normal state of being. Yes. It's like that state in between consciousness and unconsciousness, like right in between. It's like right before you go to sleep, that feeling like being awake and being sleepy at the same time. It's hard to explain. I see what you mean. I also think about countries that don't have so many restrictions in certain things. Yeah. Like, for instance, 
um, correct me if I'm wrong, is if it's Amsterdam mm-hmm. or some European country, I don't know if it's Germany, where they don't put so many restrictions on certain things yeah. and they allow people to do those things. But if you have a problem, like you can, you know, for sure go and get that treatment, but there's yeah. not a lot of restrictions. In those countries, it seems like they don't have a significant amount of people doing those things because mm-hmm. it's legal. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's like, or in any place that something is illegal or prohibited, mm-hmm. you tend to have people scientifically that do it more. It's just like when your parents tell you not to do something and then and you then do you it And you just want to do it anyway. Yeah. So that's something interesting that, mm. you know, mm. I wanted to kind of read or learn about more um, because it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's just like the, the danger I can be caught doing this. I think people thrive and, and live for that, the unknown of, I'm doing this because you said not to, or I could be caught doing this and I don't know. The thrill. But so do you think though that society knows that Hmm. and continues to make things prohibited so that we can do more of it? Hmm. Maybe. Because even in certain countries, the age limit for doing a certain thing, like you can drink at a younger age than 21 mm. in other countries. Well, and it's it's crazy because some of these countries with like the strictest d- drug laws have very high suicide rates and, and depression rates. Interesting. Let's say that again. The ones that have... Like the strictest drug laws, like mm-hmm. um, Japan... They have some of the highest suicide rates in the world. Hmm. But then again, people are working like 80 hours a week and 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 it's nothing like but work for them. You but know? again, that surrounds the whole idea of too much of anything is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been so grateful to be in this whole quarantine situation as far as like work goes, because I think also too much of just being consumed and like the same routine Mm. and the same structure and the same you're running and you don't have a chance to breathe Mm -hmm. does something to your spirit and does something to like your well-being so technically i feel like yeah i I keep repeating this and i hate to be redundant but anything that consumes too much of your time and too much taking away too much space of you or your well-being Mm. can probably crush your spirit or what's there. So, you know, you like saying like shrooms and certain hallucinogenics are positive and can take you somewhere. Mm. What if you do it every day? That'd be a bad thing, man. <laughs> That'd be a bad thing. I, I can't I see myself drinking every day. You know, mm. like that's something that would potentially crush my spirit because mm. I'm not here. Yeah, I've already just tapped out. I'm out, you know, like I'm in that world where I just don't see anything other than myself. Mm. Mm. So it becomes a, a very selfish experience. I think a lot of it, a lot of the world we live in detaches us from our natural state of being. True. You know, animals have their way of living life, living uh, life. Mm-hmm. You know, they wake up, they go get their food. They relax and then they go to sleep. You know yeah, what I mean? It's very simple. It's it's very simple and we as humans 
have taken the have t- taken the simplicity out of our existence. Mm-hmm. We make life harder than what it should be. Then another question is like, are we all addicted to something? There must be like just naturally as humans, are we? So just take away the whole notion of, you know, drugs mm-hmm. being linked to creativity and whatnot. But if we're talking about addiction, like, are we as people naturally addicted to something? Whether it's positive or negative. You have people that are in the gym every day. Mm. Are they addicted to working out? You know, like. Maybe it's by design. Maybe it's by advertisement. Maybe it's by the the the. The media we intake, the television we watch. The, so that's my question. Yeah. Are we naturally a group of people or a group of mammals that have to have a level of addiction to something? Or was that by design? I believe it was by design. Hmm. It was by design. What are you di- addicted to? What am I addicted to? Uh... A lot of things that I don't want to discuss right here, right now. Yeah. But a lot of things, you know. Well, give us one, cause I I want I was ready to tell an embarrassing thing that I'm addicted to. Uh, cigarettes. I wasn't really addicted to cigarettes before. Mm. Um, but I think I just use tobacco as a coping mechanism from <laughs> For- my past addiction of yeah. marijuana. Mm. You know. My addiction is overthinking. Mm. I overthink too much. Um, And I think too much for my own good where I can't set aside the overthinking to like be in the present moment. And that's what I've been working on when we discuss that in mental health. (laughs) But um, I also like chocolate chip cookies. She That's loves why we chocolate. don't buy them in this house. There is not one chocolate chip (laughs) cookie safe around this lady, man. It got to the point where she was hiding cookies. I, I had to hide them because he kept eating them. <laughs> I would have one or two cookies, man. <laughs> and I have to eat the Like, that's the thing. I just can't eat one. I will have to eat the whole thing. So I just chose not to get them anymore. And occasionally we will, but it's like it's really hard for me not to eat the whole thing. That's how I am with Oreos. I can Oreos. eat a whole sleeve and won't even <laughs> blink an eye. Yeah. I love Oreos. So, I don't know. I'm curious to know what other people's addictions are. Um, we used to be addicted to the gym. I think that was a good addiction, though. Once upon a time. Anything no, that's yeah. that's positive on your body is good. It's good. It, it, it's yeah. people who are addicted to like healthy living and, and, and herbs and remedies and stuff like that and, yeah. and juicing. You're, you're addicted to waking up early now. I don't that's know just, why, man. That, that's just your thing. I can't even cuddle with you no more. <laughs> it's 4.30. I'm up. He's up. So. But I think that's a good addiction. A, a lot yeah. of... You know, successful people wake up early in the morning to, I guess, get their workout in or get some studying in before the the day starts. The day starts. Yeah. Know? There was an article that I actually read that countered that and mm. said it doesn't matter what time you wake up. <laughs> if really? you put in the work, you're successful. I feel that. I yeah. feel that. I don't know. It just feels like I got more of more, more of the days of, to more look of the day. To. Yeah. Well, with day. you waking up at four, like I've just now naturally wake up at six, seven o'clock. Yeah. But that, like, I don't feel weird. Like I don't have the anything to look forward to. Because mm-hmm. I used to be somebody that used to wake up at three p.m. Mm-hmm. if I could, if I wanted to. Yeah. I like sleeping. 
Yeah. I before I started the gym back in the day, I never mm-hmm. used to wake up early. I would probably wake up like ten the mm-hmm. latest before I had to go to work. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is, man. It is. Is there anything else you want to say or conclude with a, a nice quote? Uh, I don't have anything else I want to say, and mm-hmm. I didn't look at any quotes, but I can definitely add that in a little bit later. Okay. But, um, so did we come to a conclusion about <laughs> if drugs... I don't think we did, because now I have questions surrounding, like, what a drug is and what it isn't, mm. but I do feel, though, that creativity comes from within, mm. and anything else that is used either enhances it or hinders it. Mm. Depends on the person. Depends on the person. Depends on what you choose to do. Um, But I wanted to just say a a little disclaimer that we do not condone Mm -mm. (laughs) the use of drugs. Um, Mm -mm. This is just a conversation of our thoughts. I don't condone, man. But if you want to do what you want to do, hey. It's your life. It's your life. Live it. It's your life. Live it. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in into the latest episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Here is your quote of the day. The war on drugs is wrong, both tactically and morally. It assumes that people are too stupid, too reckless, and too irresponsible to decide whether, under what condition to consume drugs. The war on drugs is morally bankrupt. Larry Elder. Don't forget to subscribe. Peace.